And now, brought to you by Muquano Coffee Roasters. www.muquanocoffee.com Coming to you live, but not really live, from the Arnold Cluck Smoking Room, adjacent to the tennis courts of the sprawling Cluck Estate, it's the Gut Check Podcast, with your hosts, Ted Cluck and Zach Bartles. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined, as always... In studio. In studio. By, by my good friends. My partner in radio, my partner in business, my partner in the Arnold Cluck Smoking Lounge, live. Oh, yeah. Zachary Bartles, fresh in, fresh off the airplane, um, down here in the land of the free, Zach. Um, <laughs> free America. Free America, Humboldt, Tennessee. Um, it is very late at night. It's probably midnight right now. Uh, but we both drank NOS energy drinks. And uh, we're smoking cigars. It's a very short time ago we had the NOS. So short time ago we had the NOS. Sleep and, uh, is not in my near future. Baby, because the people have spoken, which is a thing that you told me about. <laughs> Apparently you put a you put an appeal out on Twitter. It was, with, a, it was a bald, obvious... A bald, obvious cry for something. Right? For, for fawning words. For fawning and words. it worked all over the place. Oh, we that's got incredible. fawning words coming out our ears. I love the fawning we'll words. We'll read some tomorrow. We'll read some tomorrow. I will want to hear all the fawning words. Uh, but tonight we're just taping a short episode, kind of getting back in the studio, knocking the rust off, um, just getting reacquainted with making product, which we're going to be doing a lot of over the next two and a half days, because this is a little bit of a, a gut check corporate retreat um, where we're going to make a bunch of shows. We're going to work on the magazine. So the gut check quarterly is coming. Um, it's called quarterly. It's going to come out one time. On a uh, quarterly basis. On a quarterly basis. That's right. And uh, we can't wait to bring that to you. But, um, baby, I want to talk about uh, a movie theater experience that I had recently. I bet um, it's better than the one that I had yesterday. Really? Did you have a bad experience? What it happened? wasn't bad. It's just that there was no snacks. I don't like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was, was supposed to wear a mask. I told mm-hmm. you how I just pulled the whole cartridge and thing. So I was mm. just... I, I have been slowly disengaging from the mask. So all of you feel free to send me hate mail. Now on my other program, like I would get shamed for that. I, I feel Ted. Like. Let me point As the out the third obvious, man in the booth. This isn't your other. This program. isn't my other program, which is I think why the people who love this program love it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to put words in their mouth, but uh, but I, I think it's it might be why I love it among other reasons. Um, so here's the scenario. Here's what happens. Go to the movie theater the other night. I got to run it back to before the theater. What happened? We had a bad meal out. And this, this on your anniversary? This yeah, this almost never happens. Ted, it was years before I learned that your anniversary is the day before mine. Yeah, no wild. This was our twentieth. What was it? Your twenty fourth or twenty fourth? All right, twenty four years, baby. Wow, that wild. Yeah, so it was a great day, great night. Um, but it's so rare that I have a bad meal because KK is an amazing chef. Um, we've we've kind of perfected eating out, and usually it goes great. But had a bad meal, was kind of bummed. You know how when you like. You take losses on stuff like that. It kind of throws you, and you feel like you got to get back on the horse, and you got to have a win, you know. Um, so I'm going to this movie. I'm expecting a win, and because I'm a middle-aged white man, I saw a Tom Hanks movie. Of course, a Tom Hanks western where he reads the newspaper out loud to people, which that's like catnip for me because it's newspapers, <laughs> it's a western, and it's Tom Hanks. So I'm like, I'm in. So we get our tickets. We sit down, us and the other like four people in the theater, also middle-aged 
white people. And um, so soon, a lot of bad people are in this theater. So a lot of terrible people. Yeah. <laughs> and what we did was we all got together. And we kind of lamented, you know. <laughs> that would really play on my other podcast. <laughs> I, I forgot. I. I thought I was in that. What, what you really did was got together and made plans to pollute a lake. <laughs> exactly. Actually, we levitated. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. I'll never forget that. No, that was great. <sighs> that was so deep. Um, no, what happened was the audio from the adjacent theater, which was Wonder Woman 1984, three and a half hours of like explosions and, and people shouting things at each other was drowning out the quiet, sort of reflective, middle-aged person's slow Western movie that I was watching in my theater. I gotta wonder, I mean, it seems like that can't be the first time that happened in that all of those are designed for showing movies, right? Like Showing multiple movies at the same time. You'd think that they would put, how you say, sound-deadening insulation in between. So here's the thing. I'm like ratcheting up in anger because it's my anniversary, I want it to be a perfect night. It's already not been. Um, it's already not been a perfect night. You had so, bad sushi? Huh? You had bad sushi, you said. Bad sushi? Like, her thing came, and then it was 25 minutes until oh, my I thing freaking came. hate Hipsters do that. Hipsters do it. It's like Waffle House used to be the only people who did that. Like, here's this ready, here you go. Yeah. Oh, and the other one's coming out, and then it comes out, like, yeah, whenever it's done. I don't like it about hipster dining. I don't like that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm with her, I want to be eating at the same yeah. time. Um, and then my thing came out, and it was gray. It was all pallid and gray. Uh, I don't like gray food. It shouldn't be gray. It shouldn't be gray is the thing. So anyway, um, I'm a little on edge because of that. And I'm, I'm doing the thing with... Uh, I'm shaking this around. I'm shaking it around like it's... Oh, it's great. Like I know what I'm doing with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a microphone. I should be holding it somewhat stable. Right? If I had if I had checked a bag, I'd have brought those those mic stands I usually do. Yeah, those are when nice. I had to think about it. I like but this. I didn't. I like this because it gives us the freedom to kind of move about. Um, so I'm getting angry, right? Right now or in the story? No, 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 in the story. <laughs> okay. I feel fine now. In the story, I'm getting angry and I'm like, because I had taken the, taken the loss on dinner, I, I immediately jumped to like, let's go home. Because another like, thing... Like, in mid-movie. Mid-movie. Oh. Another thing about getting older, dude, is I realize I love my home. Like, everything mm. here is the way I want it. Right. Like, I've spent... 20... If you watch a movie here, you're not going to be hearing... Sure. I've spent 20-some years getting this perfect. You know what I mean? And, and it's nice here. So, um, I'm like, let's just go. Let's go back where it's nice. And then I finally decided to do a thing that I never do, which is talk to the manager. Mm. Which I'm assuming the manager's going to be like a 35-year-old guy. You're, right? you're thinking about the last time you talked to a manager in like 1999. Yeah, which was like 21 years ago, yeah. right? So... I go, I find the manager, he's like nine years old. He wasn't born in 99. He's a child, this kid, right? And he's got freckles. Dude, he's got freckles. I feel like I'm 85 because I'm watching a Tom Hanks movie and it's quiet. I'm asking him to turn down the other thing. You know, it was bad. He's so, like, oh, get right on that, sir. Exactly. And That's everywhere now, by the way. So I tried as gently as possible to like point out to him that I think a design feature of the movie theater Megaplex is that like... All the doors to the theaters are supposed to be closed. And then it kind of keeps the sound in. <laughs> but then you have to touch the door handles and that's Dude, like, that's it. And that's that's like a COVID risk. Yeah, that's so. scary. So me and this nine-year-old, we, liter we literally like went around and closed doors together. And that <laughs> now, was the activity. Were you feeling better and better about the night as with every door you closed? I was feeling better. 
I love that. And it saved the movie and it saved the night. And it was a. It and the other a, four people in the theater owed you one for that. It was a, yeah, they did. It was a lovely movie. Now, these Olivas are good, by the way. Is that what you have? You have, no, a, you a, have nub. a nub. Yeah, this is good too. This Head's is really over good there too. with his nub. All mm-hmm. right. So, talk about this. You and I are we're similar kinds of guys. Um, I feel like in any group, and this isn't a flex at all. If anything, it's a question. I don't know why it happens to me. If there's any sort of group problem solving, I always get anointed as like the, like you go talk to the people guy. Huh. This has happened in like airports with like flights that aren't boarding properly and like, like, hey, figure it out. I bet that's just because you're... Is it because I'm on the taller side of the spectrum? Oh, yeah, like, like your imposing physical presence is going to make the problem go away? I think it's probably more like because you tend to talk to people wherever you are. True. So, and for a lot of people, talking to someone is... I know it's not something you love, it's just something you do. But, like, yeah. um, for me, like, if you and I were together, mm-hmm. I think I would assume you'd go talk to the... the really? You, you know, the girl behind the counter because... You seem like you would probably talk to her anyway. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you, you just make conversation. Sure. You're, you're always, you're it's, always being nice and, and smiley and outgoing. Yeah. Um, even though I think at the end of the day, probably I'm more genuinely outgoing than you. I think so. You do it though. You do it more than I. I do, do it because I feel like the situation calls for it. And I think people are just know that you're going to be good with. You're you're going to make that person not feel like you're angry. Like I guarantee the nine year old at the movie theater. I think he felt good. Yeah, he wasn't like, oh, here's this old, this older guy out yeah. here. And I don't mean older guy. No, older no, than no, me. No, no, no. You know, he could be 12 and he'd be older guy. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, yelling at me, like angry, like, I paid my money for this ticket. Rather, it's someone saying, hey, I think that I have an idea for how the, our movie could not suck. I don't know. You yeah. probably have a nice way of doing it. I got an idea. Let's do this together. Let's, let's work it out together. So that leads me to a theory I want to run by you vis-a-vis Tom Hanks. Because I was trying to talk to this kid... In the way that Tom Hanks would. In the way that he's always, like, perfectly calm and in control of every situation, whether it's, like, landing Apollo 13 or, like, wooing Kathleen Kelly. Or... New Tom Hanks. Old Tom Hanks was like, my neighbors are serial killers. And he's like, we, we'll break into their house and, and burn it down. But they're away for the night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, like, bosom buddies Tom Hanks. Yeah, right. Dressing up like a woman. Oh, did he ever get canceled for that? If not, why not? And when is it going to happen? Dude, good question. But here's my, here's my Tom Hanks, like... Question for you. I think he took the belt from Oprah as like America's de facto secular pastor. You know what I mean? Well, that's problematic for a straight middle-aged white man to take a job from a woman of color who is obviously into uh, Eastern religions of some kind in Brian McLaren and Rob Bell. How does he get away with being a straight middle-aged white man in a culture where you have to be gay or British to be able to pull it off? But he's neither. And he doesn't do it by being, like, super stridently left-wing either. I mean, like, all of Hollywood, he's, like, you know, supporting Democrats yeah. and, and liberal policies. But, like, he, I think he just, I think he's just so nice. Yeah. Or is that just something we say? I don't know. There's a reason why he's the one we went to to play Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Right? Mr. Rogers, like, the the axis of, of wholesomeness, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 I could see him playing Bob Ross with a big fro. Totally. I feel like he's just... I see him playing the Crocodile Hunter, if you learned how to do an Aussie accent or something. There's something wholesome and kind about him that's very unintimidating. Has there ever been a more, like, good guy IMDb than his? Yeah. Uh, you, you know, know what I mean? 
once in a while he's, he's got the ultimate good guy resume. He even did that AIDS movie before wokeness was really yeah, like a thing. Maybe that's part of it. So he's got that on the resume. He, dude, he and Antonio Banderas were like slow dancing on screen, like tip of the spear for the woke movement. Yeah, yeah. That could be part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just being kind of old money uh, as a metaphor, old sure, money sure. Hollywood royalty. Yeah. Um, you know, from from way back, you know, before Jeremy Renner was a twinkle in his daddy's eye, Dude, right. Tom Hanks was already there doing yeah. the thing, putting in his time. But, you know, so was Oprah. Yeah. I don't know. I think she let herself, she pulled herself out of the limelight because she wanted to enjoy her life, which was a big mistake. Yeah, exactly. How dare she? Exactly. We demand all of you all of the time. Well, dude, and that's what people demand of us, which is why we're here. <laughs> it's why we're in the studio midnight doing a radio, baby. We are kind of the Tom Hanks in this in this scenario, and I'm perfectly okay with it. Now, Ted, we <laughs> I want to suggest it's 11.59 right now. Okay. We weren't together on New Year's Eve. Yeah. You want to do a little countdown sure. and wish each other a happy new year at midnight? Let's do it. I mean, granted, it will be January 4 when it turns over to midnight. That's but, it. Uh, That's when my new year starts. Mine too. You yeah. know, I give it a few days. That's when the gut check fiscal new year starts. <laughs> it's like when you go bowling. Mm-hmm. Not now so much because computers keep score, but before mm-hmm. that, like in the 80s, you give yourself a few frames of, of yeah. warm-up. Yeah, I yeah. do that with the year. I'm yeah. like, a few days. Exactly, yeah. I'm still eating leftovers. I haven't it's yet turned over frames. a new leaf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so now... Um, oh, never mind. We missed it. It's, no. it's midnight. Dang it! I was going to kiss you. I was afraid I'll kiss you. <laughs> and that would be celebrated in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> You would be the courageous guy. <laughs> no, I want to point something out. Yeah. I, I What I did on the way here and on my layover uh-huh. was edit a couple of eps that I had sitting on the old hard drive. Terrific, baby. From the last gut check uh, retreat, retreat mm-hmm. which was, uh, gosh, June 30th yeah. or something. It was, yeah. it was a while back. Uh, I can't believe I still had some because what, here's the thing. We kept recording new ones when we got back. Yeah. And I kind of like peppering in. I've never had anyone do this on a podcast I listen to. Yeah. Instead of like, here's all this stuff from one chapter of what's going on. Then the next, it'd be like a live one, then an old one, then a live yeah. one with a piece of an old one. And like, you know, kind of mm-hmm. playing with time like Tarantino. Exactly. But uh, there is a thing in the last one that I, that I that we talk all about the magazine. Yeah. The quarterly. Uh, and then I said, uh, let's record just the four of us. Now, my wife's not yeah. here, sadly, this time. Uh, but uh, last time, it was all four of us in here uh, re- doing a couple chapters of Re-Raptured. There you go. In order to be like a decompression stop. Yeah. So that the listeners and us yeah. can slowly get used to us not being in Tennessee. Sure. And I'm going to put that at the end of this app. Love it. There's overlap. There wasn't even a need for it because yeah. uh, I, I so... Uh, I mean, never mind. I went a month and a half without giving anyone any uh, episodes, and exactly. then I was like, and then I implied that we might not keep doing it, knowing full well that I was coming here. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, dude, dip into the psychology of that, man. You were you were needy in that moment. I wasn't needy. I I'm, was. Uh, I'm glad you got what you needed, though. I I I, I didn't. It wasn't even like a. Uh, too. It, it was more of a confusion of of. I think people have just they're onto us now, and I don't like that. Uh-huh. Like, sometimes, over the past five years, mm-hmm. how long have we been doing this? Six years. Over the past six years, uh, we'll go an extended period without an app, mm-hmm. and people start emailing mm-hmm. and tweeting mm-hmm. and, and coming and saying, hey, guys, what's going on? When are we getting yeah. another one? And they demand it. Yeah. And I think, oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like that. 
it wasn't that I was just like, I, I want to hear people say fawning things. That was yeah. part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted the confirmation that people still still wanted, wanted it, missed the it. product, yeah. And I think what happened is it wasn't that they, they, they don't miss it. It's that they're now used to the fact... Right. The better part of a decade in that it's <laughs> This gonna... is part of the cycle. <laughs> yeah. But part of the cycle is mm-hmm. that you, listener, play the role yes. of, of, of thirsting for it. Yes. Wooing us back. <laughs> courting. <laughs> you know what? Courting. Taking us out to coffee. Courting without a you. Like Ted and I are Diane Court. Yes. And you're pointing out where the glasses that we need to walk around. That's right. <laughs> you're throwing down your jacket, even though there's all kinds of other pavement that we could use. <laughs> You're checking on us at the party. At that you point, know. it's basically just a waste of a jacket. But yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's a gesture. Yeah, you're 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 always off. You know, yeah. just making sure checking us out, making sure we're okay. Was he making sure she was okay, or was he making sure she didn't connect with another gentleman? That's my I think question. It's both hands, and I like it. I can relate, dude. I would I would be doing it, dude. I have done the same thing, like you know, big party, checking in on KK. Not that I think she's going to be like chatting it up with some other dude. You want to make sure she's not cornered. Yeah, I know what dudes are like. I know I know that dudes are a certain way. So, um, yeah, every once in a while, just just take a look. Um, I like us being the Diane Court, though, in this yeah. scenario. Yeah, yeah. listen, I we do, we're not going to call you basic. Really good at school, rich dad. Really good at school. Um, a little bit horse toothed, but also pretty. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> Which people have said about me. I don't. I don't Actually, no one said that about me alone, but they said it about us together. <laughs> exactly. As a show, as a unit, you guys are a little horse. <laughs> in fact, that's what some of the reviews have said. You know, so long as they don't say we're uh, long in the tooth. That's right. There's been some dad jokes tonight that I there feel really like are have been. There have been beyond the pale. Yeah, there have been a couple. Um, I want to. I do want to get into how great our fan base is, and I want to talk about some specific fans that we've. Um, I don't have any emails in front of me. Yeah, that we've been reached out to by. Maybe this is a teaser. little tease. For tomorrow's content. But uh, Diane Court's a bit of a tease tonight. There, there are two kind of sets of fans that I want to talk about. One that's really understandable. Um, it's a potter. for An artist from the South. She's from Georgia, right? And she's going to make us some... Georgia or Alabama? Somewhere down there. We'll see in the email tomorrow. Some bespoke... Gut check pottery. Yes. Which I can't wait for. I'm really excited. I'm very, very excited about excited that. Excited to promo that. And then the, the other one is a Zach a bit more confusing and I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not sure what to do with it. Both literally and figuratively what to do with it, in the sense that um, <laughs> these young men are they're really persistent. And I like that. Commendable. Um, the part that I'm struggling with, and maybe you can enter into this with me, is that they're jugglers. <laughs> I, I know. Oh. Um, Do you though? I mean, yeah. Like, talk, talk about that. Like, where are you at with it? I don't. Uh. I my question is this: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the mug thing. Yeah. Like, if you go back thirty years, okay. There were already hipsters. We sure, just, the word meant something else, but the but That's the it. category that we call hipsters now was the still motif there. motif was still there. Yeah, yeah. You know, whether it's somebody listening to, you know, uh, folk rock and sure, it, you know, just kind of like yeah. their own kind of cool and a little ahead of the curve. Yeah, yeah. And they would have been making bespoke pottery. Sure, sure. But now with the with the the true kind of uh, 
already over the curve, maybe mm-hmm. having jumped the shark of the mm-hmm. current iteration of hipsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are still some that are so stinking cool. Yeah. And, and, and do stuff that's awesome, like roast Mikuano coffee right. or make bespoke mugs. Yeah. And um, then there's also this other category. Mm-hmm. Here's my question. Okay. Do you remember Fred Armisen and Carrie, what's her last name? Brownstein. Brownstein. Portland. Doing the, uh, the the dream of the 90s is alive in Portland. Sure. And she, and she was like, don't you remember in the 90s when you just like drop out of uh, college and go to clown school? Uh-huh. And, and, and he's like, oh, I gave up clowning years ago. Uh-huh. Like, I wonder if, is it possible uh-huh. this juggling thing uh-huh. is like a hipster thing and not like straightforward kind of yeah. hokey? Yeah. That's my question. See, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked it. I haven't looked at the website like you have. That's the thing. I feel like we got to roll up our sleeves tomorrow. we got to do the homework. Yeah. And we're not going to get to the bottom of this juggling situation without without doing a little homework on it. So I, here's what I want to do, though. I want to let these young men know that we have seen the email. We see you. We hear you. We see you. We hear you. As a company, we're discussing it. Um, we're not sure what we're going to do yet. So that's where we're at with it. You know, just full disclosure. Yeah, but we we have we we see your we see that hand mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. as uh, uh, Baptist ministers are wont to say. That's right. And the vans will wait. Oh. And by the vans, I mean you juggler guys until <laughs> exactly. the next episode. Exactly. Uh, and I'm and we're toying with just dropping episodes on you daily. Like, yeah, just bam, 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 bam. Yeah. Or do we parcel it out? I don't know. I feel like 2021 could start really well. Yeah. Fiscal 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, we call it that. Fiscal 2021. Fiscal 2021. I make a logo, <laughs> yes. and it's just like two weeks of, of episodes every day. I love it. Um, uh, it's, it could start really well for mm-hmm. people who are fans of the Gut Check podcast mm-hmm. and haven't had any in about six weeks, and and of their own volition, without being manipulated into it, That's right. Uh, told us recently how much they miss it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Of their own volition. <laughs> All at once. <laughs> just, just because... Out of the sweetness and kindness of their own hearts. I love it. <laughs> Dude, God bless these people. They've been with us for six years, man. Some for for more than ten because... Well, Since dude, the inception of the company. The inception of the company, which was... I mean, we started the company in 2009. Yeah. But we didn't really launch ago. anything until April of 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's still ten years, man! That's crazy, dude. More than that. Ten years we've been doing We're this. coming up on 11. Yeah. Dude, so many companies have come and gone, and we've survived. Did, did we ever look up Chally's thing? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's still going. I hope it is. By the way, not to bring a huge downer. No, no, I know. Are you going to cut oh, this out? I'm not going to. I'm okay. just going to say that that's so sad. Totally. totally. And that guy is like, I mean, the reason that we sometimes like uh, goof on him is because he's right in our freaking tribe. Well, and he held, in a sense, our careers in the palm of his hand. Right. He, yes. was the, he was the sort of, like, kiss the ring guy for Reformed book reviews. But, dude, seriously, he's like the Tom Hanks of, like, Reformed... I've like, got a challenge story, dude. Yeah? Um, yeah, he's a really good guy. He's we, such uh, a nice guy. And yeah. He, dude, he... Uh, very brief. Yeah. Uh, just not even a story. Mm-hmm. He, he makes these posters. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he still does it, but, like, yeah, maybe a doctrine or, like, something. Yeah. And uh, I just, 
sent him a note one time like this one is amazing yeah and he wrote me like immediately the nicest like oh thank you so much that's really encouraging and I was like cool. dude yeah he's a, he's the Tom Hanks of the whole of the whole uh, reformed yeah he's a good dude no he's longer really young restless reform thing what's yeah. your story um, just that he was on that he was on that compilation book that I did with Kate with KDY don't call it a comeback don't call it a yeah a long time ago at the beginning of reformed them and yeah it was a real weird like amalgam of people who were just starting to pop in their careers but um he was one of them and i think we sat together for like one of the meetings and he was a super nice dude um we had a really good chit chat he was he was kind of nervous but in uh-huh. a good way like because i was kind of nervous too and we kind of just helped each other through you it. were the it two nice. who weren't like theological giants yeah and like like kind of swinging our degrees around yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 and dude talk about a hard worker but man mm-hmm. Everybody, I don't think I've ever told the Gut Check Army to pray for anybody mm-hmm. because that's not really our uh, the norm of our content. But yeah. good grief! Yeah, his, if you don't know, his his adult son uh, just died. Just, yeah. I don't know if it's like unexpected, but sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why did Why did it get sad? Oh, because it's really late at night and it's mm. a new fiscal year, and I was yeah. uh, reflecting on things. Dude, the new fiscal year it often puts me in that kind of frame of mind. You know. <laughs> Um, you sit there on the third. Yeah, I sit there on the third, and I'm like, where are we at financially as a company? And where we are is... We're about to get some new pottery. We're about to get some new pottery. And decide what to do about some jugglers. And we're about to get uh, an awful lot of steak. Oh, yeah. And uh, we've, we're, we're smoking a lot of cigars. Yeah, I'm looking at a huge bag cigars. of cigars here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going, I Incredible. hope that we don't have too many to, to divvy up no, when it's time no, to go. Yeah, I mean, we've yeah. got... Two travel days, two full days hanging out here. Yeah, you were supposed here. to be in Michigan at the moment. Yeah, that's it. That's how this all came about. So I was uh, I was supposed to be speaking at Camp Barakal in Michigan. Shout out Camp Barakal. Great people. Great place. Um, because of your governor, uh, it got shut down twice. I was supposed to go last summer. Then I was supposed to go again in January. Now it's pushed to next summer. Now, in the midst of his uh, fawning words uh, that weren't manipulated or, or prompted in any way, mm-hmm. uh, a longtime boy, uh, easy as MDB, said yeah. he, he misses, especially gut check before we talked about COVID and, our, 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 uh, and my governor a lot. Really? Uh, I feel like we only mention it very occasionally. Easy as MDB, a little bit of a critic. A little bit. He's a little bit of a well actually guy. <laughs> like, hey, I like your show, but, you know, I got some notes, you know. <laughs> I, I, and I don't know if maybe uh, he's a huge COVID guy. He might be a big COVID guy. Yeah, I don't know. That could be it. That could be... So, he's a fan of my other podcast on which I share a studio with some bigger COVID guys. And maybe <laughs> maybe he's just more of a COVID guy. If so, tip the cap. It's does, okay. Does tip not- the mask. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Does not being a, a big COVID guy make you a misogynist? It makes me just like a terrible guy. But um, Except when you're on that podcast and you're all great people. I've always known that I'm the most terrible guy on that podcast, though. <laughs> There's two great people and one terrible guy, and I'm it. <laughs> it's like the... I remember seeing the ad in the Bay City Times. Uh-huh. It was always adjacent to the comics, which seems like okay. a really bad uh, taste. Yeah. For uh, Deja Vu. Sure. Which is, I think, a regional, I don't know, maybe it's national, uh, strip <laughs> I always club. knew we'd be talking about regional strip clubs on the Is air. it regional or do you think there's, it's all over? I know there's one okay, in Lansing. so I think it's regional, but 
I just don't know if people will know what it is or if I have to tell them. Remember in 2006 when I played for that skeevy uh, arena football team? Uh, the... The Battle Creek Crunch. Yeah. So we took bus trips all over, like, the, the upper Midwest and the, the, the Northeast. Yeah. And I feel like there were deja vus all over the place because the team, in mass would stop at a deja vu, get off the bus. Oh, I would stay on the bus. Ted. Yeah, dude. It was dark. But, I You mean, didn't mention that in the book. I think I did mention that. Did the book. you really? I, I don't think remember I did. that. Yeah, no. maybe I didn't. I don't but, think you uh, did. I, those guys all came off being like good good guys. They were good. But they, that, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, Ted, I got to tell you, and then I'll get back to why I even brought that up. I want to say I stayed on the bus, though. I, yes. I want to make it clear. Everyone knows that Ted stayed on the bus. Of course. Dude, I, you wouldn't go in there. No, dude. Um, there, there's a thing that Aaron and I have noticed on like TV shows uh-huh. where they're like normalizing going to a strip club to the point where like the girls in the friend group will go too all the wait, time. Wait, wait, wait. Like in cop shows? Because I feel like they're always in cop shows. No, I'm like talking real about shows. Like, uh, like sitcoms. Really? Like, uh, oh, that's I, bizarre. I noticed that in, uh, well, well, on The Office, they go to one. Uh-huh. Um, on New Girl, which is a show that I love. That's one thing mm. that I hate, How I Met Your Mother. They're always, they just go to mm. this, and it's like, Obviously, they're they're like down to a bikini or something. Sure, sure. You know what they're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. and it's just it's, it's really really sad to me. But oh. this thing, this ad in the uh, it, to get back to the theme of things that are really sad <laughs> as as we close the books on fiscal twenty twenty. But uh, there was this ad that said uh, like thirty eight beautiful women. And two ugly ones. Oh, yeah. I remember that being sort of a... <laughs> and, and that kind of reminded me of two really great guys and one dirtbag. And one dirtbag. <laughs> hey. You know what, though? In all, in all seriousness, if it's not for the one dirtbag, the other, the other two great guys don't get to shine, though. You know what I mean? Also, it's boring if it's not for the, if it's not for the dirtbag. That's true. Yeah. Somebody's got to be there to, to kind of offset the other two. So, uh... I, I will play that role, but uh, but let me say this by way of, of closure to this episode. Very happy to be back in the studio doing oh, this yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd miss doing this show because it brings um, a certain amount of laughter and fun into my life that uh, that I don't get anywhere else. So, uh, Oh, buddy. Yeah. No, big. Dude, it's big. Yeah. I feel the same way. Great. And uh, gosh, I wish I would have Fredo kissed you. Midnight. Yeah. Moment's gone. <laughs> a lot of a lot of week left, though. A guess, lot of retreat left. You never know what's going to happen at these retreats. There's all <laughs> dude. It's like camp. Yeah. You know, you get in a little different environment, and you become a whole new person. <laughs> Try out some new personas. <laughs> Did you ever do that at like camp? Like, hey, nobody here really knows me all that well. I'm going to be that guy. Like, uh... dude, I never changed my persona at camp, but. In the in keeping with the motif of radio, did I ever tell you how? So I grew up listening to the radio and loving the radio and loving like morning talk radio. Um, You're talking about like like drive time DJ drive time, like morning zoo type stuff. Well, I'm talking about in Indiana, and th- this became nationally syndicated as I got older. Bob and Tom, Bob and Tom. Yeah, we had Bob and Tom and Indianapolis Radio, which I got in Hartford City, empty factory where I grew up. And so I grew up listening to Bob and Tom, a little bit seedy. Dude, they were great and really funny. But so me and my friend Russell, my best friends, we would uh, we, we always went to the same camp together, church camp. And um, one year we convinced them to, like, give us a morning show at oh, camp. Oh, yes! Where we, like, we would get on, like, a camp microphone, uh-huh. which would broadcast to all the little cabins and... Uh, uh-huh. 
we would do like a, a like a shtick in the morning. And I don't know if people ignored it, hated it. There was one kind of like, in retrospect, probably dorky counselor who like championed us doing this. Dude, that's a good counselor. And said that he loved it. Uh-huh. So we were kind of like putting on for this guy because he was in college and he was cool, you know. Which probably um, made everyone else want to also say that they loved it, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe. But uh, but it was great fun, dude. And it was just a, I feel like a precursor to the Gut Check podcast because that's, now I'm doing it for a living. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, can I suggest mm-hmm. that tomorrow morning, the first step that we record, mm-hmm. is beginning to end, not breaking character or the fourth wall or anything, uh-huh. un- in the conceit of, in the vein of a morning zoo, Bob and Tom, yes, uh, drive time with, with zany sound effects, etc., etc. That would be incredible. I think that's what we do. I love it. I love it. Dude, I love it. And, Dude, to be even more, like, candid... So that was probably middle school that me and Russell had that, like, camp morning radio show. In college, my senior year of college, I was working in radio. Like, I had gotten a job at the radio station. I was doing, like, promotions or whatever, but me and Russell, like, snagged some studio time. And we made, like, a demo tape for, like, a morning show. It never yeah. went anywhere. Did you play it for the, the like, program director? Or I don't think we even did, dude. I, I think we... We, we maybe realized it wasn't funny or what. It wasn't the right time. But um, I wish I could get those tapes. Does Russell have them? I don't know. We've lost touch, dude. Really? Yeah. We you tell talked... so many stories about this guy. I know. I, he's a, he was a great... He still is ostensibly a great guy. But like... He, Doesn't that suck when that happens? It does, dude. What if that happened with us? It, I don't feel like it would. I don't either. You know why, dude? I feel like there's something very transient about your 20s. Where people are kind of coming and going out of your life um, on an almost annual basis because of college or grad school. Usually on the fiscal new year. Yeah, fiscal new year. Like January 3rd of the year, they're either gone or they're coming in. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it, But I feel like being this age, like the friends you have are the friends you have. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not auditioning new friends, no offense to anybody, but like this is the, this is, this is the roster. You know, the roster is set. Now, when you got here, yeah. what? How long ago? Six years. Four? No. This is year six of teaching. How? Uh, we were doing the podcast for a couple of years. 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20. So I'm halfway through teaching year 2020. Okay. so Which we will end in 2021. We must have only done the podcast when we both lived in Lansing for like a year or less. Oh, it felt like more than that. I feel like we did a lot of shows. Everything says making your podcast feel small and weak since, since 2014. Oh, weird, yeah. But it was like January, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was early. No, it wasn't. It was super late because our third episode was watching Die Hard together for the Christmas party. Yeah, dude, you're right. That's so it must crazy. have been like less than a year. That's crazy. Huh. Um, but we did it weekly. We Not by like we are now. Yeah. That's bi monthly, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we're like bi monthly we're, we're, we're toying with bi monthly and maybe right. we'll go back to or maybe bi- we'll go to daily. Maybe we, yeah. ooh, yeah. Um what were we talking about? I'm talking about Russell, and first of all, I think Russell is a spectacular name. Oh yeah, phenomenal. Dude great dude, great parents. Just like tip top high school friend, man. That's it's the kind of guy. I almost just um, ashed the cigar into the trash can. That would have been tough. On dude. top of yeah, a lot yeah, of batteries. Yeah. You don't want that. Um, <laughs> now Russell's mom worked in a she worked in a video store. This is the nineties thing right here. 
She worked at a video store that had like a tanning parlor in it. Oh boy. And I never tanned save for when I got invited up to KK's like rich grandparents' cottage for the first time. And uh, you need a lighter that I, works. I do. Hey, well, here's some matches. I can just do that. Yeah, yeah. Here. There's a lot of matches. Here, Holy I a, cats. I got a book of them here. Um, I had to go up to the cottage to meet KK's rich parents, which I probably told you the story. But uh, Russell's mom let me do all the free tanning I wanted at the video store so I could get a nice golden bronze on before uh, before all that rich cottage time. Um, <laughs> which I was super nervous about. Mm. You were going to ask me a question about, like, my friend roster here, though. I was going to ask, I was going to say, like, you had, I have never had this. Yes, I have, I guess, because I moved to Lansing in 2005, but that was a natural end of a chapter, graduating seminary, etc. But, like, to have been established in a city for, how long did you live in Lansing? Man, a long time. A long time. 15 years? Yeah, 15 years. Uh, That's how long I've lived there now. Sure. And, like, it sounds exhausting. Yeah. To be in a new place and be like, all right, well, got to find friends, got to figure out who I think I like at first and then realize yeah. pretty quickly I don't. You're doing and... dates. You're doing yeah. little friend dates. Yeah. Dude, I have to say, all kidding aside, we landed in the most incredible church here where, and this is this is the Lord 100%, like, we were just grafted in immediately to like the coolest friend group imaginable. Like, dude, we probably had... 30 people over here, New Year's Eve. Like, the house was jam-packed, whole bunch of great people, their, their kids. It was awesome. So, uh, so yeah, the, roster, the roster's full, man. The starting lineup is, is, is full. Um, so, yeah, the Lord's been kind down here. So, let me ask you this. Am I, like, kind of batting cleanup at this point? Or? See, that's the – in baseball parlance, though, that's the, that's the slot you want to be in. Yeah, no, I'm asking that if I'm in it or not. You're, you're the guy with all the power. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Buddy. All right, good to hear. You're the only one in the smoke room tonight. You're the only one I'm doing a radio show with. I'm familiar. I am familiar with baseball, Ted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the one with the little, the little ball, Dude, right? The stitches baseball, on it. Are the Lansing Lugnuts coming back next year? I hope so. Because minor league baseball like contracted, they cut a bunch of teams. Uh yeah, they're coming. They're they're okay. not going anywhere because uh, they just they just resold the naming rights to the stadium. Stadium yeah. and. Like I just bought a jersey um, that there were a special like Did limited edition. It? No, it's for Calvin, for oh, my kid. Okay. Okay. Um, like we're really into that, and, and Lansing is really into that. They're I'm not, really into it down here too. They're not going anywhere. Good, good. I think maybe if somebody was on the edge, but like yeah. So what the the teams just cease to exist because they're no longer part of this league? Yeah, I don't want. How does the, that work? I don't want to get too deep into the weeds of it, but like, no, no. If it's yeah, interesting to us, yeah, yeah. No, no. Everyone has to listen. We'll leave it in. So, Major League Baseball decided, as a governing body, to <laughs> contract or get rid of. Yeah, I'm done Dude, with this. A, okay, goodbye. That ash is very. Uh, it's aggressive. It's aggressive, and it's still it's still burning. Um, <laughs> I think I got it. The smell of, of melting turf? That, that's right. The smell of melting astroturf. Um, no, Major League Baseball just contracted X percentage of all of its minor league teams in an effort to like get it to where the affiliates were more geographically sensible. Like in the new setup, maybe the Lugnuts would be a Tigers affiliate. Because that would make more sense. Right now we're the Blue Jays. Dude, right. Which, I mean, Toronto's... 
close-ish, you know. Um, you can't go there. Well, yeah, you can't go there. And, and you can't play baseball there. Right. The yeah. Toronto Blue Jays are going to be playing in, like, Buffalo next season. Um, yeah, Because wow. of, like, Canada as a country is a big COVID guy. So, <laughs> they're the big COVID guy to the north. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've had like 42 cases but uh, yeah, exactly. they're, they're the big COVID guy yeah. but but I, I, I guess the fact that individuals in some cases in most cases I think own these teams right mm-hmm. these AAA teams are, are owned separately yeah. and contracted to be the whatever you call Affiliates. the farm team or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so if if the MLB says you're no longer part of this system yeah. Do they they still own something? Sure, they can still play independent baseball, but all the infrastructure leaves with the with the parent club. For example, the Lugnuts being a Blue Jays affiliate, they get all of their coaches and all of their players from the Blue Jays. So, so the fact that when you go to a Lugnuts game, yeah, on a good like a normal year, yeah, unless they're in the playoffs, you're looking at a 40 to 50% uh, empty, sure, or even forty fifty percent full. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not making their money off ticket sales. Yeah, they're part of a, something bigger that's funding them, and that, right, would, go, getting... that would go away. And so the 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 money making aspect of it would disappear. In a sense, it would because yeah, they're being subsidized. Not only they're getting their workforce from the parent club, they're getting subsidies to you know put it on at a certain level. But there there's independent baseball. There's always been independent minor league baseball. So I think there's. There's the opportunity for that, but I, I bet the Lugnuts are still affiliated. But we should look it up tomorrow. You know Just more than me about this stuff is I can see my breath. Yeah, here I'm gonna close these now that we're done smoking. Um, is there more than in Michigan than just West Michigan Whitecaps and the Lansing Lugnuts? Uh, I think there might be one in Midlands. Nah, that's that Midland is is gonna be closed for business soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just uh, kidding. There's Dow still. Yeah. No one cares about any of this. I'm leaving no. it in, but no one cares about it. I love it, though. I love minor <laughs> league baseball. Dude, if I ever told you that my my very special like dream, my silly little dream is to own a minor league baseball You have baseball told team. me that, yeah. Yeah. We've I, talked about uh, gut check owning one. I want that. Yeah, I want that. And if anybody listening can help us like get With, closer to that. Without us putting a lot of money out there. Well, that's it. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> it is the end of fiscal 2020, so I'm in that kind of headspace right now. <laughs> In fact... One of the big one of the big questions I ask myself at the end of every fiscal year is, uh, do I have enough money yet to buy a minor league baseball team? Answer this year is no. The answer this year is no. But what's I'll, that hat say? What are I'll, you wearing? Is that dude? It's a Bass Pro Shop. I hat. thought so. Yeah, that's hilarious, dude. Okay, so Memphis thing. Do you know the pyramid in Memphis? It used to be an arena. It's where Mike Tyson fought Lennox Lewis. Okay. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies used to play there. It's a huge building. So. The Grizzlies built a new arena in Memphis, so the pyramid became a gigantic Bass Pro Shops. Wow. And they actually rerouted a little piece of the Mississippi River through it, and there's like live fish swimming <laughs> oh, through there. It's wow. incredible. Um, Let's not go when we're in Memphis uh, in a few days, but uh, yeah, yeah. I'll we, look at it. You point at it and say, you that's look what at I was it, I'll show, about. I'll show it to you. Yeah. But because you and I are kind of now gun guys, you've been a gun guy for a while. I've been one for a few years. I don't know if you're really a gun guy until you leave part of your gun in an yeah, Italian in a booth diner. in an Italian <laughs> restaurant in Grand Ledge, Michigan. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I'm that level of gun guy, but uh, <laughs> that's when you've arrived. That's when you've arrived. That's right. 
Turn the car around, dude. Drive faster. Sure. <laughs> no, it was. Are we still not there yet? <laughs> <laughs> if we had, if we had a minor league team, what would be the gut check? Uh, what would be the mascot? What would be the mm. team? Mm. I don't know. The gut check. Something that conveys like. What about this dude? The gut check publishers. <laughs> and the logo is either some like, and I want someone to design this for us so we can put it on a hat. We're going to merch the bleep out of this, dude. Um, I want this on a hat and I want it on jerseys. The gut check publishers and the, the logo motif would either be some kind of a typewriter or a book or a fedora. What about this? Instead of baseball caps, the yeah. merch is... Like a hair helmet. So that it, it evokes like a CBA, like upper middle aged woman who, who's uh, holding. Holding this... her careers in her. Yeah. Yeah, in her hands. Uh, I like it. Uh, <laughs> the guys all wear hair helmets. The batting helmet is a hair helmet. It gets that little patina of like pine tar on it after the season gets to a certain point. Uh, and, and and our season is, is a fiscal season. <laughs> so other teams have yeah. to kind of work with us. They have to work around our schedule. <laughs> Much like publishing where, you know, nothing happens quickly. Here's, here's, uh, here would be a fun idea. Sure. Because uh, we don't know what this summer is going to look like. Yeah. And uh, the house show seems like a... Uh, off in the distance uh, kind of, of the, thing now, sadly. The, yeah, think of the past. Yeah, or or the or the future, or the but future. not the immediate future. Right, right. Um, what about if this summer our live event was we organized a, a baseball an tournament. outing to a baseball game? No, wait, wait. that's funny. But I was yeah. going to say people got people had sign up. We put together some teams. Oh, I would love it, dude. I would love nothing more than that. And then you and I are the announcers. Okay. Like, and it's like we have a morning show. Dude, I love it. You know what? We're going to have a morning show tomorrow. Indeed. Because we're going to be doing this show in... Wait for it. The style of... <laughs> in the style of a morning drive show. I can't wait. I'm so, it, I'm so tired. I know. we got to get you to bed. Dude. You know why? Because in uh, it, it, where I where I live, it's 1.30 a.m. Yeah. But, hey, I'm young. I'm young. I can You're stay young. up late. And I had a NOS. Yeah. Uh, it was... You, you asked me about it, like, dude, drink some more of that NOS, dude, you'll wake up. And I was uh-huh. like, that's been gone for 45 minutes. Exactly. And we've been in the car for like 51 minutes. Dude, I was nursing mine all the way to and from the airport. Um, baby, we've done what we always do in this program. And that we've wandered. Oh, hold on. No, no, hold on. We've we got to do uh, an intro to, uh, a segue into the, that chapter. That's right. Hey, uh, Zach, something that we've always done on this program, we value highly, is literacy. Um, You and I are... And literature. We're readers, we're writers, we're publishers, but uh, most of all, we're reading advocates. Mm. And Mm -hmm. one of the the fruits of our advocacy, if you will, is a little thing we we like to call Gut Check Literacy Month. And we can both read. (laughs) It's another, (laughs) yet another (laughs) thing. I don't want to talk about the first thing we discovered we had in common, but um, we do both like to read, and we both like to get back to the community. Uh, I love we're, that. We're big. 
We're big community guys. And uh, in that spirit, uh, we have a few free chapters of a novel that we were both a part of. And by a part of, I mean we both wrote it, um, called Reraptured. And in Reraptured, we, um, we had a bunch of characters and a bunch of scenes. And it's a novel. <laughs> and uh, in Gut Check Literacy Month, what we do is read a chapter out loud. And let me say this. Yeah, please. When 10 people have bought uh, Reraptured Again mm-hmm. and Reraptured Omnibus, yeah. which if you want to buy it, you have to put the colon in yeah. on Amazon or you won't find it. If you said Respace Raptured <laughs> or Reraptured with no colon, you won't find it. You have to put it's. Yeah. It's kind of like buying that book is bragging that you know how to find it. Gosh, that's business. That's good business. <laughs> it is. It's not. Yeah. It is. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when 10 people have bought it in fiscal 2021, yeah. I'm going to send uh, the, the Happy Grant his copy in uh, Australia. Oh, I love it. I but love not it. until then. Not until then. It's been then. sitting in my car. I don't even know if the post office will accept it now. It's been getting kind of kicked around. The yeah. But it's signed. It was signed in June. Happy Grant, dude. What a, what a great dude. Happy Grant, who's... Active who's, on Twitter right now. Happy Grant, who's, who's trying real hard yeah. to take the, the Duke Morrison... Uh, Take it to the masses. And, and kind of, not so much to the masses, but no, no, to no. one guy, to one, to one fella. Guy, to one fella. But we are uh, we are going to bring these chapters to the masses because that's right what we do. We yeah. give back. So, in fact, we already did it in June. But. <laughs> Enjoy these chapters, and we will see you next time. <laughs> All right, so this is uh, Sleepy Literacy Month. Um, sleepy in the sense that. We didn't have the energy drinks that we thought we did, and that Kristen Clock is currently yawning. Uh, One big long yawn. That's right. Uh, and we are going to look at two spectacular chapters. The first one is uh, kind of a combination. Uh, what do you call that? Collaboration. The whole book's a collaboration. Yeah, the second one is is all Ted, and it's and it's one of my favorites in the whole uh, in the whole book. It's very funny stuff. It's very educational stuff. It's literacy month. Yeah, that's right. Thoughtful stuff. I'm kind of stuck in a kind of vortex of introducing this. So yeah, that's okay. Just let's do it. Here we go. You know what? You know how we do. We read books. We read books to you. Yeah. All right. Chapter forty-five. Just a guy. Vince hasn't slept. He can't imagine ever sleeping again. Last night, between go karting, getting kicked out of two pool halls, and, <laughs> and recording an original EDM album, now available yeah. on SoundCloud, <laughs> he vaped his way through every last cartridge. After the first couple rounds, Chad, Chad, and Kyle had tried to abscond with the box and its contents, but something had changed in Vince. A new sense of power and a pure raw aggression had taken root in him. The three D bags backed down and scattered, further fueling Vince's newfound masculinity. It's now the day before the game, and Vince struts back into the weight room, where Swiffer Wet Jet Morrison is mid-bench press, ripping through reps at 225 pounds. Ignoring the calls of, Hey, babushka boy. Vince whips off his ICP hoodie, snags the barbell from the receiver's grip with one hand, and begins doing bicep curls like it's a three-pound dumbbell. Every eye in the place locks in on the priest, and every lantern jaw goes slack. Vince laughs and tosses the weights aside effortlessly, noticing the substantial tuft of new chest hair that has grown on his now rippling pecs. That's right, guys, he says. I'm a dirtbag and an athlete. An athbag. No, not that, but like that. One side, he shoves past a group of Morrisons, knocking Troy back with a broad shoulder in the process. Two steps into the locker room, he comes face to face with Van Shrimpy. Ross, the coach says, is that you? 
I told you, my name's Vince. Do you seriously not remember me? Well, yeah, Van Trimpey says. We've been writing together. I'm not talking about that. He takes a threatening step toward Van Trimpey, angry chemicals coursing through his body, which is, disconcertingly, growing hairier by the minute. <laughs> you hit me on the head with a brick and left me for dead in a spark and steam-filled alley. Remember? Van Trimpey squints at him for a moment and then shakes his head. You'll have to be more specific. Kristen, that is a chiasm right there. Because the book starts that way. Boom. Ooh. And, and Kristen loves chiasms. She sure does. I'm a fan. Of all kinds. <laughs> Alright, now we get, a, uh, we get a page break. And this is going into my stuff. Um, I think we just have Duke and Van Trimpey in here. So, uh, as per tradition, Zach, how about I be Duke? And how about you be Van Trimpey? That sounds workable. We'll, yeah. if, we'll, if we'll we don't work, like we'll it, we'll change later in the next feel. chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, here we go. Brooklyn, New York, and the surrounding areas are in a state of medical emergency. Due to the fact that most Brooklynites drink nothing but craft coffee for the first eight hours of the day, and then at dinner switch exclusively to extremely hoppy, bitter, and disgusting IPAs, <laughs> which they consume until bedtime, the entire borough is massively dehydrated. Residents report that their, o- their organs are, quote, shutting down entirely and, quote, totally crumbling to pieces like an old scone. <laughs> The borough reports that faux diners and brunch places are shutting down at the rate of 14 establishments per day, giving residents nowhere in public to sit and stare at their laptops. Longtime Brooklyn resident Michael Gungor of the Liturgist reports that he is, quote, questioning everything more after already previously (laughs) and publicly questioning everything already. The doctor who removed Gungor's kidney found that its consistency was like that of a pile of dirty coffee grounds. (laughs) Of dry coffee grounds. Duke Morrison thought that he had seen it all and shakes his head at this development. Good time to be getting out of Brooklyn, he growls, tossing his team-issued Brooklyn Vegans bag onto a LaGuardia baggage cart. Duke's organs are just fine, as he drinks Gatorade all day before switching to doers in the evening, by which he means 3 (laughs) p.m. Duke's Gatorade stock options are booming, however, as bottles of the hydrating sports drink are selling for upwards of $27 at LaHaye Armaments Monsanto Stadium in Brooklyn, formerly Trader Joe's Whole Foods Stadium, outside of which there are 24-7 amphitheaters set up so that any time of the day or night, Brooklyn residents can actively protest the existence of LaHaye Armaments and Monsanto. Duke settles into his seat in the first-class team charter to Denver, in between Dr. James Wiles, for whom... He finagled a press pass in Van Shrippy, who has a huge chaw of tobacco in his cheek and spits audibly into a Gatorade cup. This makes Duke smile, as does the presence of his children, also on the team charter. He turns in his seat and sees Swiffer Wetjet Morrison play gin rummy with Troy Aikman Morrison and Father Vince, who Duke thinks must be lifting, as he looks oddly jacked. Duke watches Van Shrippy, who is watching Ted Strongwell. Strongbow is watching an old episode of TLC's What Not to Wear on the plane instead of studying his playbook. Van Trimpey catches Strongbow's eye and does the thing with his hands that kids do when they want to play video games, which is where they pretend to hold a controller in their hands and mash the buttons, which hand motion (laughs) indicates that video games are about to be played, but in this case indicates that Van Trimpey is planning on controlling Strongbow through the USB port in his neck. Strongbow nods conspiratorially and smiles. No doubt looking forward to playing the best football of his life. We're playing this one straight, Morrison says, while placing a meaty hand on Van Trimpey's, well, shrimpy traps. (laughs) Excuse me? Van Trimpey says, startled. 
we're playing the game without Sega Neckport Enhancement, and I'm playing it without Ultra Jest, Duke explains. But what about the... I broke the controller, Timmy. <laughs> explains Morrison, who actually drilled a hole into it, inserted an M80, and blew it up. Duke enjoys these sort of low-grade ballistics projects <laughs> and laughed audibly in a vacant parking lot when the controller <laughs> blew up, even though there was no one around to hear him. <laughs> Morrison dramatically produces the silk-lined hat box where the Sega controller used to reside. <laughs> he opens it, and in place of the controller is Van Trimpey's play call sheet and a pencil. Duke struggled for hours trying to make a silk indentation for basically one sheet of paper and a pencil. <laughs> Wiles raises an eyebrow. He smiles because it occurs to him that this is no. what guy friends do. They break their buddy's Sega controllers, play with M80s, chew tobacco, and encourage each other to stop using anabolic female fertility drugs. <laughs> it's good to have friends. Thanks, Wiles. Ah, <laughs> uh, good for Wiles. Good for Wiles, dude. Chapter 46, Milk Duds. <laughs> as soon as the Brooklyn vegans land in Denver, bus to Crossway, Lifeway, Amway, Kilometer High Stadium, and begin their walkthrough practice, Father Vincent Romero makes a beeline for the stadium's huge, state-of-the-art lactation room. After Vince's marathon ultra-jest vape session, his packs have been killing him, and he can't make a lame excuse and escalator up to the lactation room fast enough. On his way up, Vince stops by the Denver Values training room. It's amazing how much he remembers about the stadium layout and grabs a handful of empty Gatorade jugs. He just has a feeling. <laughs> Specifically, that feeling is several hundred gallons of milk collecting in his pectorals and waiting to come out. As it turns out, pumping untold gallons of breast milk into empty orange Gatorade jugs gives a man ample time to think. Alone in that room, tastefully decorated in different shades of taupe and fake ficus trees, Vince thinks about the fact that in spite of all the fits and starts, all of the hackneyed, ham-fisted, and sometimes quite literally unfinished storylines in his life, he is still a man who has been separated from his sweet wife for weeks. He misses her like crazy. Carol Ann is what he wants. More than a book deal, a craft coffee company of his own, a bespoke leather goods business, or a photography studio specializing in haunting black and white images of garbage that has been blown against fences. To put a finer point on it, these are all things that Vince has tried and failed at. On the muted flat screen televisions in the lactation room, Vince sees news feeds of an unfolding public health crisis and subsequent widespread evacuation developing in Brooklyn. Wan, wafy, tired-looking, even more so than normal, <laughs> hipsters are being trucked and airlifted out of Brooklyn and transported to hydration stations all over the country, where they will gradually be weaned off of craft coffee and IPAs and reintroduced to water, as well as the basic nutrients necessary for sustaining human life, which they have all eschewed for childish political reasons. <laughs> One hipster even has a custom screen-printed t-shirt on protesting the amount of aviation fuel that is being used to airlift him to safety and save his life. What a hero. His statement is so brave, Ben says out loud to no one, not noticing the actual bravery of the National Guardsman who has repelled down the side of a repurposed warehouse to rescue a man who hasn't reported any actual income in six years. <laughs> And then, these people need nutrients. <laughs> Vince, a hipster at heart, looks at his people, sheds a tear, and feels an ache deep in his chest. An ache that is different. <laughs> an ache that is different from the ache of all that milk straining against his pectorals. 
He then looks at the hundreds of gallons of nutrient-rich human milk he has pumped out of his chest. He sends two texts, one to his wife, Carol Ann, begging her to come back and to let her know that he has left a ticket for her at the Will Call booth at Dynex Lifeway Stadium. He then sends another text to a high-ranking public health official alerting her to the presence of hundreds of nutrient-rich gallons of breast milk <laughs> available for use to, his words, reanimate the residents of Brooklyn, New York. He doesn't see the irony in his attempt to reanimate people who probably weren't very animated to begin with. This, his inability to see irony, probably has a lot to do with his failure as a writer. <laughs> After sending the two texts, his pectorals now dry, Vince slumps against a wall and passes out. <laughs> yeah. We get a page break. High on their discovery of Jim Townsend's ultra-jest-fueled beard growth, Jim and Stacy rent a motorcycle, which they ride out to Brooklyn. Stacy has an app on her phone that helps her find all of the Marshalls department stores <laughs> in any given metro area, and she's excited to check out the Marshalls in Brooklyn, thinking it will somehow be different from any other Marshalls anywhere. It won't. But when Jim and Stacy arrive in Brooklyn, they are startled to find what looks like a post-apocalypse. Streets are empty, and the only vestiges of human life are the band flyers that blow through the empty streets. Seeing one blown against a fence, Jim says that would make a beautiful photograph. Jim snaps a photograph. <laughs> the occasional zombied-out hipster wanders down the middle of the street before falling down. In this, they don't look much different than normal, thinks Jim. <laughs> he snaps a few pictures of them for posterity. Before long, he's also snapping photographs of empty coffee shops empty craft breweries, and empty fair trade clothing boutiques. The only actual working business remaining is the Marshalls, which Stacy found with the aid of the Marshalls app on her iPhone. Check it out, Jim. This is Jennifer, who is originally from Omaha! Stacy exclaims about the one healthy-looking person remaining in Brooklyn. Jennifer drinks water, eats meat, and says she can't wait to get out of here. Jennifer is exceedingly normal-looking, which, stay with me, makes her totally unique-looking here, thinks Jim. We've got to get her back to Nebraska, Jim says. But first, we need to make a stop in Denver. Jennifer smiles and thinks how lucky she is to be introduced as a new character so near to the end of the book. <laughs> what, a no great, touch, dude. what a great book. Oh, what a classic. It's, a, it's an American classic. It's a thing of beauty. And I hope, I hope those of you who have the book at home, which I hope is all of you, are reading along with us because it just occurred to me that maybe that would help with literacy. That's true. Get, yeah, it's a read-along situation, like when you get like a little record with a yeah. book from kind a library. of slide your finger along the sentence as, as yeah, the, yeah. And you kind of mouth the words, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and sort of breathly like. <laughs> well, yeah. you, I like it. I like to think of people doing that. Yeah, you do that. Yeah, absolutely do that. I guess this will probably be. You know what? Never mind. We don't need to end this app because okay. it's be inserted into another app. That's right. Seamless. Good. <laughs>